We discuss the Baltimore Ravens 2022 NFL Draft Class. Break it down. We break down the Browns' wide receiver room, and we address the question of whether or not a veteran wide receiver needs to be brought in now or maybe later, and the cornerback position. How are they going to handle the nickel after trading Troy Hill away to the Los Angeles Rams? All of that on your latest Locked On Browns, the ultimate Cleveland sports shows, Garrett Bush in for the ride. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, as everybody knows. Um, continuing here, post-draft week, want to thank everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. We always get a ton of traffic this week. ton of new listeners come. I'm asking y'all stick around. We got some really, really fun things coming for you guys starting next week. Uh, I, I don't want to spill it, um, but trust me, you guys are going to enjoy it. You guys are going to be really, really excited about you know the future of the show here. I know I'm excited about it. I know the network is excited about it. We're going to sit down today with Garrett Bush at GBush91. Uh, everybody knows Garrett, obviously, you know, from 92 the Fan, the Barbershop Saturday mornings, the ultimate Cleveland sports show, which will be debut- debuting Monday, May 9th, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. YouTube. If you guys are not following that account, I suggest you do because the amount of people coming into this show and are going to be a part of it. Um, let's put it this way. If you have a favorite Cleveland athlete, he's, boss- he's probably booked already at some point to go rolling through the ultimate Cleveland sports show. I know Garrett's a part of that. Garrett, you know, any final thoughts here as you guys obviously finishing up dress rehearsals, ready to open the curtains Monday at 11? I don't know where they're getting this money from. I I don't know. I don't know if they robbed somebody. (laughs) I don't know if they hit the lottery over there. But, I mean, like you said, like some of the people that they're talking about bringing in, I'm like, where? how do you even get a hold of these guys? I mean, just just the first (laughs) few people that's coming through, I mean – it's, it, it, you know, and we, we do in a meeting today. They're like, listen, we're not doing no B list guys. This is only a list. If you, we only doing top notch, top shelf. And when people, when people say top shelf, you're like, oh, sure. I'm what we're going to have beat reporters or whatever. And then they started rolling these yeah. names out. I said, okay, I guess they went lying. So make sure y'all check it out. May 9th, man. I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a great ride. It's, and, and plus, we're going to give y'all something um, that a lot of people may not be able to do. And that's to, to give you some personal stuff. Like, you really get to see our personalities. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk sports, but we talk a lot of different things in these other segments. We let our hair down. We're funny. Well, well some of us think we're funny. But um, we, we talk about <laughs> we talk about a lot of real stuff. So I'm just really interested <laughs> in, in getting started. Rehearsals are going great. Um, if you haven't, make sure you check us out. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. So when when we drop those videos uh, on, on May 9th, you'll already get notified on YouTube about where we're going to be at. We're going to be on a WKYC 
uh, uh, app as well. We'll be on you. We'll put all our links and some of our stuff on Twitter as well. So we'll put we'll make it easy for you to find um, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Make sure you get it. May 9th is the day. And uh, for all you Browns fans, if you haven't, uh, you didn't see the video today. I know Joe Thomas is joining the show on Wednesday, the 11th. Um, so, you know, everybody, you know, I mean, Joe, basically the God in the gospel of Cleveland Browns football. So he's certainly mm. going to be in week one. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit here. We're going to talk some uh, some of the Ravens draft class over the next couple episodes. We're going to break down the draft classes of the AFC North. Uh, there's some positions now where some of the battles are going to be interesting. Wide receiver is going to be one cornerback who's going to be the slot how are the browns going to address that we'll get that in the later segments of this show we're going to start here though with the cleveland brown i'm sorry the baltimore ravens 2022 draft class and it's always tough and, and this is the most difficult thing for us when we do this garrett because i mean we end up breaking down so many players and we always end up with our favorites john costco in here pete smith in here and i will tell you right now it is always the worst damn thing in the world garrett because if the browns don't take the guys we love there's a 99.9% sure chance they go to Baltimore or they go to Pittsburgh or they go to right. Cincinnati. You can set your damn watch by it. We laugh and we think that those front right. offices listen to this show at Lockdown Browns, but maybe Andrew Barry and company don't. But uh, Ravens start off. Kyle Hamilton, for me, this wasn't a big surprise. Um, As much as everybody loves Kyle Hamilton, that 4-5-7 was going to be something that maybe in a couple of war rooms were going to be something 4-5-7, even though he saw it all on tape. Uh, mm-hmm. They come back, Tyler Lindenbaum, center out of Iowa, strong player. Um, I think, you know, if you're looking for a, a a type of what Tyler Lindenbaum could be in the NFL, he probably just left Cleveland in a player like J.C. Trader. J.C. Trader, obviously, uh, still on the market, by the way, J.C. Trader. Um, the Ravens made a bunch of selections. They were in a position where they can take David Ojabo at 45, understanding there might be a little bit of a waiting game. And then this is another guy that had been rumored, and, and Browns guys had talked about him extensively uh Travis Jones big defensive tackle out of Connecticut basically he was you know he was the star of a crap fest around him at UConn but went down to the senior bowl showed that it wasn't just a you know you know one guy standing out he was really solid so here are the Ravens and the one thing that does get me right off the bat here is is you bring in Lindenbaum but Ravens moved on from Hollywood Brown traded him away. So, you know, I, I don't see any way that this Ravens offense is getting better this year, but you know, if your offense ain't going to get better, obviously they went the route of trying to maybe say, Hey, let's make sure the defense is. Yeah. Well, I, I start with uh Linderbaum because he's going to be a guy who's going to come in and start. Um, you look at what he's given them. Uh, the offensive line for the, for the, uh, for the Ravens is, I, I think they want to run the rock. You look at Gus Johnson coming back. Um, not Gus Johnson, but um, what, what's his name? God gracious, his name is J.K. Dobbins. Gus, and then, yep, and uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, sorry, Gus Johnson is a is a. Uh, <laughs> I remember Gus. Announcer. I remember Gus. <laughs> yep. Gus Johnson. Uh, but yeah, listen, uh, J.K. Dobbins is coming back. I think that really hurt them uh, when you had J.K. Dobbins go down. What the what the Ravens do best is they want to run play action. They want to run the read option. They want to, uh, you know, make you cover three or four different other areas so they can hit Mark uh, Andrews down the field. They can go ahead and, and get um, that little quick passing game. But to me, the Ravens, where where they where they're still lacking is you get rid of Hollywood Brown and you still didn't really, you know, upgrade your guys on the outside. So, you know, to me, it's, it's almost like the Ravens are, are – always adding pieces on the offensive side of the football, but never really getting there. Um, defensively, uh, Ajabo was just basically a guy 
that I knew that, that either the Ravens or the Steelers would be loving and looking their chops to get. Uh, he drops to the second round, 45th pick. I, I think he has, you know, Ravens written all over him just because of what he can do off the ball. Now, to me, I would be leery of a guy who tours Achilles. Uh, and uh, he, in, in his main, I guess, his main weapon, his main tool is his get off his athleticism and that burst. I'm not sure if I would have been, you know, excited to take him, uh, you know, high, but at, in the second round, the Ravens felt like he was a guy that was, that was worthy of a second round pick at 45. It kind of lessens the sting if he doesn't turn out to be what he wants to be, um, what they want him to be, which is, is a guy coming off like a Terrell Suggs. Um, so, you know, that, that pick is, is so Ravens. And then Travis Jones, like you said, third round pick 76 overall pick to me, this guy was, was, you know, you know, teased to go to the Browns teased to go to, to, uh, Cleveland, uh, but they end up getting Perrion Winfrey, but he's 6'4", 325, uh, you know, eight and a half sacks, shows some ability to get off the pass rusher, athletic uh, three technique. Uh, we'll see how they use him up front, but it looks like the Ravens have invested heavily in that defensive front, and that's just what the Ravens do. For me, the thing with the Ravens is, and it's been this way since Lamar has been there, now going into year five, they don't know what works wide receiver-wise with Lamar Jackson. They have no idea what the prototype is. You know, is it slot guys? They've gone the route of drafting bigger receivers, six foot three. Yep. They do not know what works with Lamar Jackson. What does work? They run the ball really well, and they have a lot of success with Mark Andrews. So what did they do differently this year? They drafted two tight ends. They drafted Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State. Charlie Kohler is similar to Mark Andrews in size. He's a bigger tight end, pretty athletic tight end as well. Um, a little bit older. Uh, they drafted a guy they can develop a little bit later at the tight end position, Isaiah Likely. Um, former wide receiver before he got to Coastal Carolina. Excelled in the development of you know becoming a tight end. Um, blocking still is not going to be there yet. So basically, I think what the, the, the Ravens are saying is, we have a problem playing outside the numbers, playing outside the hashes. So you want to know what? We're going to double up on what we know we can do. We know we play well between the, the hash marks. Um, so we're getting J.K. Dobbins back. We're getting, you know, Gus Edwards back. We're getting Lamar Jackson back. Hopefully, you know, Lamar is healthy. Um, I, I don't know where Lamar's head is at as far as the future. I do think just when Marquise Brown said, yep, once Marquise Brown said, I want out, that kind of tells me if my dude ain't sure about this, then, you know, maybe I ain't so sure about this. And that's what makes it tough here, Garrett, because – Look, I mean, you know, everybody talks so much about the situation the Browns are in with Baker Mayfield, this, that, and the other thing. Look, he's still here, but they moved out. Look, it's over. That's over. It is Deshaun Watson's franchise right now. Yeah. And right now you have Lamar Jackson, and walking into year five, there is – look, I mean, yes, they can franchise him, all that type of stuff. You know, quarterback ever wants to be franchise tag. Certainly somebody who is a former MVP within this league. But now you have a quarterback, and you don't know where you're truly – at with Lamar Jackson if you're the Ravens. So you're just trying to do what you can to make this year the best year you can, and hopefully that entices everything and everything works itself out. But it's a tricky situation here for the Ravens where they are with Lamar. Well, anytime you get to that, you get to a fourth year, and they haven't given you your you, bag of money. And he yet. totally deserves it. But he totally deserves an extension. He totally gets he, no he, to he does not. He, yes. he totally deserves it, right? Well, you would think with an MVP under his belt and the way he's performed, they would be lining up to hand it to him. I think the reservation is this. 
Lamar Jackson, his best asset is his legs. And I mean, his that he's a grade A. Lamar Jackson is is thriller. He's Michael Jackson with the football. He's Mike Jack with the football. Yes, indeed, he is. I mean, he he's impossible to tackle in open field. But just see how far the Ravens slid when, when Lamar Jackson is not at the helm. He's the entire offense. So you can't just t- plug another guy in. So when you l- rely that heavy on, on, on your legs and you already know what, how this ends, we've seen Michael Vick, we've seen Randall Cunningham, we've seen some of the guys that, that use their legs the way he does. I just think the Baltimore Ravens are like, can we give him two? Can we give him 230? Can we give him 220? And I, I think they're just waiting to see if he has a bounce back year. And and he leaves him to the playoffs. I think no you know they just say definitely. Let's just go ahead and do it. I just think they got him on the wait and see program. But he definitely deserves it. Yeah, it's a really tough spot for them to be in with Lamar. And and you know I know there's been rumblings out of Baltimore saying, oh no, we're just waiting for Lamar. First things first. If you're telling the, any anybody in the NFL, we got a 240 million dollar contract waiting for you. Ain't nobody waiting to sign. Them, oh, we're just that. waiting for him to come around and sign. Really? Because the guy <laughs> can go work out tomorrow and blow out his knee. And guess what? He ain't getting a dime from you. I do That's believe, it. though, with you, though, I think what they think is with his style of play and what he does so best, what happens? God forbid what happens. And look, an ACL is not a career killer anymore. But what happens when he comes back, say, next year, and mm-hmm. where you're going to take the legs off the table? They still don't know what works for him truly as far as the passing game. They know Mark Andrews works. They absolutely know Mark Andrews works. But if this comes down and it's going to be a year where you've got to take away a lot of the running elements of Lamar Jackson, now you've got a situation of we don't know how to orchestrate a complete passing game around Lamar Jackson. Some of this is certainly on Baltimore. Yes. But go ahead. No, no. But but we've seen it with – it, it, when you said that, it just stuck in my head. It just hit me. It's like, remember how how game-changing RG3 was, right? And, mm-hmm. Until he had that first injury. Then he came back and said, well, listen, now I'm going to concentrate. I'm a passer. Him and his family said, yo, we need to keep him upright. We need to be a drop-by drop passer. But DeShanahan said, look, that's not what makes you successful. What makes you successful is you have a run-pass option you have electrifying legs, and your reads are going to be wide open because guess what? We're going to play action. We're going to get quick passes, and guys are open. You've never – Lamar Jackson has never been a, a drop-back, five- to seven-step seven drop guy, get get rid of the ball at the top of, the, of his read, and, and, and pick guys apart. That's not his game. His game is extending plays. And when you extend plays, you still have an opportunity – to extend injuries as well. And I think that that's the the, the, the catch-22. I think they draft the center. They got the running backs back. Uh, and and you you so eloquently put it. Mark Andrews, There was you need another tight end, another guy that you can run two tight end sets and run those big, uh, you know, those shotgun pistol formations. Uh, I think that's what the Ravens want to get back to. And I think they'll run the ball a lot more this year too. I think they're going to get back to what has been the best of the Ravens football to this point. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how that plays out. We are going to move on here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Cleveland Browns wide receiver position room. Mm. Um, I know everybody's excited about whether or not a veteran wide receiver is going to come in. I have a thought there that maybe it ain't going to be right away, but we'll get to all that. Stick around here. Your latest lock on Browns. Look, folks, if you're married, you got mom, 
know it's coming. Sunday, it's Mother's Day. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more available on BlueNile.com. Celebrating the special woman in your life. On BlueNile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of the jewelry options at every price point. It is Mother's Day. Give mom something. She'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off of $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Again, use the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space. Every order is insured. It ships for free, and it arrives in a discreet package that doesn't give away what's actually inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com. Dot com today. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League base- Baseball, and of course, the run for the Roses this weekend at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, we're going to move on here. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the wide receiver position. Um, the way brought in here, um, Donovan Peoples Jones, we see here in year three. Look, Amari Cooper, probably not something for this conversation. We know what Amari Cooper, Cooper is. Yeah. He's wide receiver one. He's going to see the bulk of the targets. But then you kind of talk about the structure of that room after that. Donovan Peoples Jones going into year three. You look at a growth path here from a guy who was a former sixth round pick. Did some things as a rookie. Did some more things in year two. Certainly an opportunity for Donovan Peoples-Jones to grow. Anthony Schwartz, it was a tough rookie year when you missed the amount of time Anthony did in the middle of the season due to a concussion. And what people don't understand is, you know, it's all the reps. It's all the practice. And we don't know where Anthony was with the concussion, but when you were out that long, it's significant. So we're not even sure if he was in meetings. I mean, like, because, you know, with this, you got to be protected. You got to be careful of your eyes, bright light, this, that, and the other thing. So that, you know, we don't know the whole story about how difficult it was for Anthony as a rookie. You make the selection of David Bell. I think for me, David Bell, it kind of feels like this is a little bit of an insurance policy. This is if Donovan Peoples-Jones can't take the next jump to be maybe a 50 reception receiver, we've got a guy who just caught 93 balls in the Big Ten this past year. He tore up Ohio State. He tore up some of the big programs in the Big Ten. You know, even though whatever he tested how he did, Production is there. And when you can catch 11 balls against Ohio State, obviously you're going to be all right in the NFL. Jakeen Grant, I think the main part of this is going to be return game. There's yeah. going to be some bones throw to him um, you know, because he can be a versatile player on the offensive side of the ball. So just some thoughts here. And then we're going to get to this veteran wide receiver talk that everybody seems so enamored with. Yeah, uh, when you look at it, we, we kind of leave Amari Cooper out of that. He's the number one guy. Um, I, I think that's a tremendous upgrade. You know what he's going to bring to the table. But then He's bringing look- no nonsense. For me, look, whatever it is, he just comes in and does what he does. And that's exactly what the Browns – look, they had two wide receivers who – and you know Jarvis, not, not necessarily the same way as Odell. But 
just give me a guy who's quiet, comes in, and he's just going to run his routes, do his business. Guy hasn't posted on Twitter in like nine years. Just give me somebody who's going to come in here and play wide receiver. He's the uh, he's the he's the wide receiver version of Nick Chubb. I don't even think Bingo. they met each other. I don't even think yeah. they met. Each other. <laughs> they don't talk. They don't do anything. There's just captions no. underneath their, their their names, right? Uh, <laughs> so you know what he's going to do, right? So I, I think this kind of breaks <laughs> down into a couple of uh, of, of ways. I think Anthony Schwartz, Demetric Felton, even though he's used as a running back, listed as a running back when you look at their depth chart, I think he splits half and half. I think when you take a look at uh, Anthony Schwartz, you take a look at Demetric Felton, Jakeem Grant is another guy. I yeah. think what the Browns are going to do, those are your gadget guys. Yep. Those are going to be, hey, let's get some jet sweeps, some reverses to these guys. Um, some 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 stuff in in the read option game, possibly maybe some wide receiver screens. Those are those guys are what I call extended handoffs. At this point, I, I don't think Anthony Schwartz is going to line up wide and, and and get off press coverage. That's not his game. Jakeem Grant is a guy who's who's mainly a, a returner, and Demetrius Felton is not a guy that's going to be in the backfield taking primetime carries due to his size and and him just doing both things. So I think it comes down to a couple of people. First of all, I'm intrigued by this Isaiah Weston guy. I'm, yes. in, I'm, I'm intrigued by the Weston guy. Uh, six foot three, six foot four, ran a four four two. Obviously, really, really raw. Everybody uh, for everybody who loved Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, this is kind of like the I got guy. him for one ninety nine. I didn't pay the ten dollars sticker price, so I got a guy, <laughs> little guy further down the road. Yep. You know, like the discount double check type of thing. Yeah, there I it is. There. Same same type of division. Uh, same type yep. of uh, competition from Northern Iowa, two fourteen. He's a big body receiver. He's an. Uh, he, you don't have to pay any of the money that you had to pay for. Uh, 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 for all the, you know, we talk about Christian forty Watson. million dollar wide receivers. <laughs> woo woo. Uh, but I think to me, and I've done some, and people got on me. I'll give it to y'all. Shout out to them people out there that be that be you know hit me up on a barber show. They say, G. Bush, listen, the David Bell guy. I know he ran a four six. But just go back out and look at it. Look at the big time games he had against primetime, you know, really big schools. And just look at how he's catching the football. And I had to go back and look at it. And when I looked and, and took and compared David Bell's numbers to, to, to uh, you, you know, some of the guys we had on the roster, including uh, Jarvis Landry, he, 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 he actually is very favorable. He he stands up to the test of time. He actually has better numbers in the forty. It looks like he has about the same amount of three cone drill. Uh, it changed the direction. Great hands like Jarvis did as well. So I, I look at David Bell as a guy that's going to hold down that slot. And the thing and 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 the guy who's really going to make or break this thing to me is Donovan Peoples Jones. Right? We're going to find out. To me, this is my year for him. It, it, we're going to either find out if you're just going to be a guy that's going to bounce around the league. Or you actually going to be the guy that that used to be a five star receiver, the number one prospect at one point in time in country as as a high school prep guy? I think this if Donovan People Jones can turn the corner, I think you may not need uh, an elite uh, veteran to come in. And I think you were just talking about that in terms of people wanting that veteran receiver and that veteran presence presence as well. No, and again, and now this is this is where it gets tricky though because. If you're going to bring in a veteran receiver right now and you're bringing him in the camp and look, you look, uh, Amari Cooper's here. There's Donovan Peoples-Jones here. There's Anthony Schwartz here. There's David Bell here. You bring a veteran in now 
you're going to do, it does one of two things. It kind of will halt the growth of Donovan, of Anthony, of David Bell. So what did you just spend these picks on these guys for if you were looking at them as wide receiver three, four, and five? So that becomes one issue for me as well. And then there's the other issue. You know, you come in here as a veteran and your agent says, look, man, they just drafted all these guys. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones ideally was their best wide receiver last year. You don't run a 4-4. You don't run a 4-2 like Anthony Schwartz does. You you know, David Bell had 93 receptions last year in the Big Ten. And the one thing, one last thing on David Bell is, the weather ain't great in West Lafayette, Indiana. So David Bell, he's ready to go. First energy ain't going to be no issue for him. Jarvis, Odell, whatever, they never admitted it or not. But, you know, there were times these guys did not look comfortable and, you know, did not take into the fact that, you know what, well, I didn't get my balls today. Well, dude, when you're playing outside the numbers and the wind's whipping through first energy at 30 miles an hour, it's hard to get a ball outside the hash marks. It's just a fact. It's the way it works. But the other thing is you come in here as a veteran receiver, these guys are progressing guess what? You might not be here week one. I think the other opportunity for the Browns as far as addressing a veteran wide receiver, it may come in August where you say, you know what? Maybe David Bell is limited because of his speed. Or you know what? Anthony Schwartz, year two, it's not going as well as we thought. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I don't know if he's going to be that 60-70. Can he be a wide receiver too? So that's maybe, it might make more sense for the Browns to look for a veteran wide receiver during final cutdown weekend on Labor Day weekend, then to bring a guy in here now and your whole thought process with this veteran receiver is we hope these cheaper kids beat him out. I think you you raise an intriguing point there. You want to see if these young guys can develop. You want to see, all right, well, let me see what Donovan Peoples-Jones brought to the table over these rookie minicamps, over some of the OTAs. Let's see how, you know, hey, did the the light ball go on for Anthony Schwartz? How's that hamstring? Is he still, can he, how's his route running ability? Has he gotten better than that factor? So you might want to watch and, and take a look at all those dudes and then say, all right, well, you know, he Stefanski and AB get together and say, look, man, we, th- we thought that you thought so-and-so was going to take another step. Not really. Uh, we might need to get a Will Fuller. Or, and, and guys, think about it like this. Guys who are free agents, they're not breaking their neck to get into camp anyway. They ain't trying to go to the OTAs or the off-season workout program. They're like, listen, call me in July or late July if you want me to come to camp. I'll get in. Give me about a week. I'll get together. You know what I'm saying? I'll get myself in shape, and I'll be ready to go. But nobody's really knocking down the door. People say, what's going on with you, Davian Clowney? Clowney is not trying to come out here. He said, you got a room full of young D tackles to take up all these reps. <laughs> Call me in July, and I'll get with y'all, man. Tell me when the, when the conditioning test is. Davian Clowney is saying to everybody right now, you all want me in Cleveland to come ride the bike? Because I ain't doing nothing right now anyway. If I come, all you're going to talk about is, oh, the player's over to the side on the bikes today. Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> da, 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 da. He ain't. Damn, my, his hamstring like, is well, you know already what? hurt I, today. Already. Yeah, automatically. I can't tell you right now. Jadavian Clowney probably would say, if they wanted him to sign today, he would say, I'll sign today. You just send the bike here. Tell me when you're on the <laughs> practice fields, and I'll I'll show you a live feed of me being on the bike. Yeah, I'm not doing anything right now. No, I'm not He's doing not it. wired like Miles Garrett. He just ain't that type of dude. We're going to get back. We're going to come back. We're going to do the cornerback position. Look, this team's going to have to figure out how the nickel is going to be handled. It's not that they don't have enough people and a way to handle it and a way to figure it out, but it's going to be intriguing the way it all works out. Stick around here. Your latest Lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush from The Fan, and, of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show is in the house. 
Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Bounce their first listen every single day. Summer is coming, folks, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations. Throw them in your bags. Throw some in the kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures and getting a little energy kick. The best part about Built Bars, they are healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. Uh, all the Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. If you haven't tried the Built Puffs yet, you need to because everybody here, we talk about it in the lockdown DMs. Everybody's going crazy for these things. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Best part, only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that is not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Bill Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. Uh, my favorite bar is the mint cookie. It tastes like the mint Girl Scout cookie. Delicious. The bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com right now to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're continuing on here, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Obviously, the barbershop, Garrett Bush in the house with your host, Jeff Lloyd, here on Locked On Browns. Again, everybody makes us uh, your first listen every single day. Just can't thank you enough, obviously, here going into uh, season six of covering your Cleveland Browns here at Locked On Browns. Absolutely been a blast. Um, We talked wide receiver here and maybe the shakeup and the way that room's going to work out. Um, Cornerback room, I love the depth of it. Definitely, you know, you know, intrigued by that. Uh, moving on from Troy Hill, who's going to go back to the Rams here. Um, and Troy Hill, you're going to make five million dollars. Look, I don't want to hear that you were disrespected about nothing. You're going back to Los Angeles. You're making five million dollars. You're going to play for the team who just won a Super Bowl. We all good with that, man. We all good with that. But the thing <laughs> here for me, Garrett, is look, you know, Denzel Ward, uh, obviously, you know, G New and Greg Newsom. Uh, you know, the, where Greedy Williams will be in what is his final year on his rookie deal. Uh, A.J. Green, I know for a fact, and I keep telling you people, you don't want to hear this, A.J. Green is loved in that Browns offices. They love this kid. They love his work ethic. They love his demeanor. He's a guy that does everything that's asked him. He comes around and watches extra tape. They truly love A.J. Green. Selection of Martin Emerson. Emerson and Green bring something that nobody else in the cornerback room does as far as size and length. The biggest two guys in that room. Somebody's going to have to play nickel. Is this going to be one of these things where it's going to be a committee approach, in your opinion, Garrett, maybe week by week? We like this matchup. Or you know what? This slot is a pain in the neck. So you want to know what? We've got our guy. We extended our star. Maybe this week we're just going to have Denzel trail this guy around um, wherever he goes, if he ends up lining up a lot of times in the slot, that's fine. We got guys who are confident on the outside. It's going to be an interesting approach for Joe Woods. Um, obviously, the growth of this defense last year, how they all came together as well as they did. Joe Woods is just general love of defensive black back play. But this is going to be something interesting here. They're, you know, look, they they knew what they had in Troy Hill. Troy Hill, the amount of time he missed, certainly became 
an issue where they got to see a lot more of other guys. So it was a question of, you know, do we keep Troy Hill and not play Greedy Williams, less reps for A.J. Green, certainly less reps for this rookie Martin Emerson, or do you move on from Troy Hill and see, you know, basically which four most likely are going to be on the roster in 2023 by the amount of play and what they show with their play in 2022? You know, I, I thought they wanted a little more for Troy Hill. I thought they, they felt what they were getting with Troy Hill was a guy where the, the Browns felt like they was going to have a dynamic lockdown type, you know, secondary. Troy was a little banged up, and, and, and he didn't play. I don't think he he would say he he played as well as he thought he would. I think he's still a good ball player. I think when you look at it, though, from the, from a depth chart perspective, and you take a look at it, Denzel Ward obviously is your top corner on the squad. He gets a big deal. But you look at one of the things that, you know, you, you draft Newsom, and it turns out to be a great pick because Greedy, uh, Denzel Ward, Newsom. Newsom starts a lot of games for you. So I think him being in the slot, he does he, – he he helps himself out a lot in the slot. I, I actually think he plays the best in the slot. When you look at the bigger corners, I think they want to move some of those bigger corners. If it's not Greedy, if it's Emerson – uh, guys like that on almost playing like a boundary style uh, um, defense where, where those guys can be on the boundary, bigger, longer length. And sometimes, like you said, they could just say, look, we're, we're just going to put Denzel on the best receiver. He might trail him. He can flip flop. He could be left cornerback, right cornerback. I think what they want to do is, is greedy Williams. Look, he he's a second round pick. This is a, a contract year for greedy. If greedy can stay healthy, I know he's had the neck injury, and he's and, and he has some of those issues too. If Greedy can stay healthy, play well all year, I think Greedy Williams is not going to be on his team next year because he's going to get a deal from yep. somebody else, and it's you know they're not going to be able to keep him. Newsom's a first round pick; he's not going anywhere. Emerson and AJ Green are going to rotate back and forth, and they'll move guys in, in the slot depending on on what exactly you know matchups they have. But I think they like the cornerback room they have, and I think they like the length. Um, that Emerson brings. And then also the other thing is, you know, I mean, everybody talks about slot now. It's it's not what it used to traditionally be. It used to traditionally be me, Garrett. Five foot 10, 180 pound, tiny little suckers with quick feet. Now there's the power slot. And there's so many definitions of what a slot receiver is. Yeah. Um, I think there's weeks where you could see maybe Martin Emerson get these reps because he is a physical player. And they're going to tell him, Beat the living snot out of this guy for five yards. Make it as physically impossible as you can for this guy to get into his break. There's going to be weeks where, you know, Cole Beasley in his prime or guys of that ilk where you might have to say, look, it's the second quarter. This kid's already got five receptions. You know what? I'm done with it. Denzel, handle this. And you're going to move him in. Or it could be a situation of where it's tight ends where they or, can, or guys that are, that yep, are flexing yep. out. And those tight ends like to run up the sleeve. Watch David Njoku. He flexes out a lot in the slot. And you watch him as yep. he works the different route trees. So, like you said, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be some, you know, small guy who's Julian Edelman that's killing you. It could be one of the athletic tight ends that we got all over this league getting vertical uh, and, and having mismatches on guys who are traditionally not able to cover them like linebackers. Yeah, and, and that's where it, it gets difficult. And you know, but also though, is it does help you in an approach if you're Joe Woods that basically you know, all right, you saw our first three games. We play you week four. 
I use so and so for thirty three percent of the reps at the slot. I use so him. I you know, and, and I rotated everybody in there. So you want to know what you have no true real game plan as to which way he's going to approach it. And I think that's something a the Browns would like. And the other thing is what I do like with the Browns, and this is one thing I think we're going to see a lot with Martin Emerson is Joe Woods likes to take slot players. And you saw this in the 2020 season with MJ Stewart when they yeah. realized he was more of a safety, but they were forced into playing at a corner. Just blitz, dude. Just go blitz. Just go blitz. Because you know what? That, that, that We can do this and we can create distraction with that. And I think that's something that would be a plan with a player probably like A.J. Green if he saw times at the slot. Or if you put Martin Emerson there, obviously a tendency to be a physical player. But I think Joe Woods likes the fact that this can kind of be a mixed bag at this position. And you can mix not only personnel, you can mix coverage. You know, one of the things that they do really well um, with the, with the, with having JOK be able to, you know, line up on receivers and JOK being able to man up on guys. You also have the safeties, John Johnson and Grant Delpit, who, who play down in the box, who can cover man. But you can do things. You can bring your safeties. Grant Delpit came on a lot of blitzes last year. I like him and being aggressive. And you can move your corners mm-hmm. to where they may be playing cover four or quarters or 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 doing certain things where they may be, you know, asking to dis- disguise different zones and bringing guys. I think that that's one of the best one of the best defenses I saw Joe Woods run was them mixing it up against the Chicago Bears. Now, granted, uh, Justin Fields was a rookie. He didn't know what what hit him. But just the fact of the twisting, the texting, uh, using your safeties, using your corners, flying in and out, that's the type of defense I like to see. Not just giving people an opportunity to line up pre-snap and just snap the ball and know where you're at. Because that, against great offenses, is not going to work. I think that they have all all the tools they need in the back end to run multiple things and, and move guys around. And I think that's what makes a Joe Woods defense uh, a dynamic. And, and and this is where I totally agree with you. And it was a great point on bringing up the safety players. You were more confident that John Johnson's – look, nobody – the way that safety room was constructed going into the season, nobody thought by the end of the season the best safety was going to be MJ Stewart. Nobody thought that. John Johnson is going to play better. He's going to be more confident in the system. You – are going to allow him to be more versatile, which was what you thought you were going to get with him, but you had injuries early in the season. Ronnie Harrison, whether it was getting thrown out of games or being injured, Grant Delpit, it took a little while to get him going, coming off the Achilles. You're more confident in the play of Grant Delpit now. You get Ronnie Harrison back cheap. I think they know exactly what they can do with their safeties, which allows him the luxury to say, I can kind of go a little bit rogue here at the slot, and I can kind of go with what I'm feeling. Like, look, if this quarterback does not pick up pressure coming off the right side, or you want to know we're also concerned about Miles Garrett, but I'm bringing the slot corner right behind Miles Garrett's ass. What are you going to do about this? And I think just it's going to create an opportunity for this defense to not only be nearly as good as it was last year, I think it's going to be significantly better. Of course, at Avian Clowney, you know, counts a lot towards that. But where this defense is, um, for me, I mean, look, I have zero concerns about the defense. My only thing, and it's not even a big thing with Deshaun Watson, is just you do have to give everything a little bit of time to gel with him coming in a new offense yeah. and obviously all this new around him. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it'll take a little bit of, bit of time to gel. I think if they are able to bring Jadavian Clowney back, that does a lot for the defensive line. Obviously, we haven't gotten into the defensive line play or the linebacker, the front seven, but when you got a secondary back there that can cover people, 
and they can lock down a little bit, no pun intended, <laughs> when they can lock <laughs> on those receivers, right? Uh, you can get home a little easier. So if you can, they work, they work hand in hand, front end, back end. If you can get Jadavian Clowney back, that makes Miles Garrett better. Miles Garrett better means we can go ahead and get after the quarterback and the secondary looks a lot, lot better. So I'm looking forward to, to them getting that deal done. Uh, like, like we said before, love Perry on Winfrey. And I think it's going to, it's going to be a youthful um, defensive t- tackle room. But it, we got enough bodies to find a couple guys in there. Um, Jordan Elliott, Togi I, some of the other guys. Um, and, and don't forget, <laughs> they brought in a guy. We had, No one seems to talk about this guy, and I like him a little bit. You know, we, they did bring in Taven Bryant and Chase Winovich. So they brought in some veterans. They're not, you know, all Americans. They're not, they're not all pros, but they'll, they'll get – they'll be good enough to be serviceable and, and find some production out of the group rather than – just individual sum or parts. No, no question about it. And, you know, look, Joe Woods, he's going to have a lot to play with. And for Joe Woods, I think Joe Woods loves to play a lot of guys on defense. And obviously he's going to have the opportunity to continue to do that here in 2022. I know people got on him in 2020. Um, let me tell you something. When Andrew De- Sandejo's taking damn near 95% oh. of your reps, you got yourself a problem, baby. Oh, you got a problem. That ain't the case no more. Yeah, that ain't the case no more. It's been a blast here with Garrett Bush. Um, you know, guys, make sure you check out the barbershop Saturday mornings, 92.3. Um, and Garrett, of course, you know, making nice to the locked on brass. And, of course, the Tegna brass by dropping in there what he did. It's always <laughs> smart. It always makes stuff look good. Right. And, of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show debuting Monday, May 9th, 11 a.m., uh, two-hour live show, um, large panel you're going to get coverage of the Browns, the Cavaliers, uh, of course, the you know the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, the guy's just chopping it up. Um, somebody's going to get the chops busted. We know the way that's going to work. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's going to be getting grilled. That's the way it's going to work. Yeah. Make sure you're checking all of that out from Garrett. Make sure you're following Garrett at GBush91. Um, I've been enjoying the conversations here with Garrett over the last you know couple of weeks here, getting to know each other a little better. Uh, Garrett, you know, about to be one of the busiest men in the content industry. Uh, Garrett, I don't know if you drink tea or with lemon and honey and all that good <laughs> stuff, but it might be time to start considering it, bro, because you're going to have to go with that route. Um, drink, all the listeners of Lockdown Browns, appreciate <laughs> There we go, baby. There we go. Uh, for all the listeners of Lockdown Browns, whatever platform you use, make sure you make Lockdown Browns your first listen every day. Uh, it means the world to us. Uh, show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, throw a follow over there. Uh, five-star rating, ratings and written reviews. Of course, that's all the rage. And please take care of that for us. Uh, had fun shopping it up here today. We got to the Ravens draft class. We got to where the wide receiver room is constructed. What is the best approach for Joe Woods to handle the nickel position here at the cornerback? We're going to see that coming through here in the next few weeks, obviously. Uh, appreciate everybody for being along for the ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB. On the LOB, let's go, Brown.